We welcome into the program Ryan Gilbert from K-State's 247 Sports. Ryan, good morning. Thanks for your time today. Good morning. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, let, let's talk some K-State basketball. Of course, uh, uh, it, it's uh, every every news agency around is reporting that it is incredibly close that uh, Jerome Tang is about to become the next head coach at Kansas State. But let's go back and talk a little bit about uh, about Bruce Weber and his run. It, it started out so well, and but the last three years he, they just just didn't get it done for whatever reason. Yeah, it started out awesome. If if you look at Bruce Weber's first season, winning a Big Twelve title, and then you know, keeping it going the following season after that with a trip to the NCAA tournament, but that two trips, uh, two seasons without a trip to the, to the big dance. And I think he deserves some of that heat, but then, you know, Dean Wade, Barry Brown and Kamau Stokes came into town and in K-State eventually went to the elite eight and won the big 12 title with those two, um, with those three players. So Weber deserves a lot of credit for that. And then, you know, when they left, it was kind of, the beginning of another rebuild and it's, you know, it seemingly was a rebuild for the past three seasons in Manhattan for Weber. You know, you really have two different sides of the fan base here after Weber, um, you know, stepped down. You've got one side that says, Hey, you know, five seasons without the big dance, let's get rid of him. You've got another half of the fan base that, you know, wants to focus on, you know, like I said, those two big 12 titles and that trip to the elite eight. So, you know, people were you had mixed emotions here with Weber leaving. I think a good chunk of the fan base knew it was time for Weber to move on. I think his better days are behind him, and I think that it's it's pretty encouraging as a K-State fan if you look at Jerome Tang, how his better days are likely ahead of him moving forward. In, just to kind of follow up on that, in, in your opinion, you've been around there, is it build – the program and then have to rebuild the program or can, in your opinion, can, once you get things going, can you sustain it for a, for a long term? Well, I think especially with the transfer portal nowadays, you should be able to have a good team, you know, year in and year out. I don't know if you can say the same thing, you know, heck five years ago, 10 years ago, when you've really got to recruit those, you know, players and develop them as, as young guys. And then you have your lows, but then you get your highs with that when they get older and more mature all that stuff. I think now it is with the transfer portal. There's no reason K-State, you know, can't make the NCAA tournament next season, assuming Jerome Tang is the head coach. And, and it's, it's encouraging to look at. Obviously, you look at teams like Texas Tech, you know, there's no reason you can't be that team where your team is just full of, of talent from the portal. So I, I think that, you know, Bruce Weber, obviously these last three seasons were, you know, ugly, which people aren't here. I'd say that, you know, K-State's basketball program is on life support right now, but it's not dead. You know, there's a lot of tradition and history there, and I think that, you know, Jerome Tang could come in easily and, and get it back back and running here within year one. You mentioned the transfer portal, and that may be a place that, w- that could bolster this, this basketball team, but who on the roster right now is also viable and an important piece that he must keep? I think it's Nigel Pack. That's really the only player that, that you have to keep if you're Jerome Tang. I know you've got a lot of stuff on your list of things to do here, <laughs> you know, when you get hired as a new coach. But keeping Nigel Pack is one of my top priorities if I'm Jerome Tang. Now, I, I don't think that he's going to have much of a problem keeping Pack. I think Nigel Pack loves Kansas State, Manhattan, everything about this town. And honestly, if you get a coach that isn't crazy, you're going to have Nigel Pack on your team, right? 
uh, you know, there's some players that, that simply commit to a school for the coach. Um, that wasn't Nigel Pack, and that's not a knock on Bruce Weber, but I think Pack is, is probably going to be here to stay unless something crazy happens here in the next couple of weeks. But, but that's my top priority if I'm Jerome Tank. I mean, you know, Marquise Noel is another guy you could, you know, throw, you know, throw that name out there. But, you know, he's turnover prone. He makes some tough decisions when he's playing. So if you lose him, I think he's replaceable. And then everybody else, you know, Ish Masood and Davion Bradford, Hilton Miguel, I think they could be a solid, you know, addition for Tang's squad. But if they do decide to get up and transfer, I don't think you can sweat too much about that. So Nigel Pack is really the one guy that you've got to lock in on and focus on if you're Jerome Tang. Ryan, I know part of the – you can have the greatest coach in the world, but at times it's about your facilities and everything that goes into it when it comes to recruiting, not only in the recruiting trail itself but transfer portal. And Jerome Tang's leaving a situation in Baylor where they have a brand-new facility on the rise – what is he walking into in K-State as far as their facilities go? And are there any upgrades, in your opinion, that you could see being made in the near future? Well, Kansas State's practice facility, I would say, is top-notch. And and you look at Bramage Coliseum, though, that is a place that needs work. And I don't know how much stock, you know, recruits or players take into the actual stadium itself. You know, the locker rooms are just kind of outdated and, the entire tunnel there, if you guys have ever been to Bramlage, is it just needs a, re, a revamp, right? And it, it'll happen here. Um, I don't know when. Sometime within the next five or ten years, they're just going to kind of gut Bramlage and, and do some sort of renovation there. And I think that's needed. Um, but the practice facility is fine. I think that, you know, there's really no complaints from anybody that's going to look at that. Uh, but but with, with Manhattan, Kansas, you know, I, I get it. it. It might be a tough place to recruit to. Um, but you look and you travel, you know, down I-70, you go to Lawrence, Kansas, that's, you know, less than 100 miles away here. And you look at the, the recruits, they're getting year in and year out. Now, I get it. They've got Bill Self. They've got a, a much richer tradition there um, at KU. But I don't see how K-State, you know, can't be that team. And obviously, you know, would you like some nicer facilities? Sure. But I think they're sustainable, they're quality. Um, so a recruit looking at the facilities probably isn't going to be the biggest turnoff. It's going to be some something else. I don't know what it may be, but you know, just looking at what K-State has to offer to the player, I would say is 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 good enough. Talking with Ryan Gilbert from K-State's uh, K Two Four Seven Sports. Ryan, let's keep on the. Uh on the recruiting topic, because obviously players are going to what makes the program. Uh, is there a hotbed uh, in and around the uh, the Manhattan area? What, what, I mean, do you have to go over to Kansas City to find those great high school recruits? I mean, what what's the recruiting situation like? Well, I mean, I'm sure we all remember Dean Wade. He came from, you know, St. John's, Kansas, a town you guys have you know, probably never heard of. And I think you have to travel like 30 minutes to the nearest McDonald's if that tells you how small that place was. Uh, you know, so there are, there are some diamonds in the rough uh, around the area, but it's not it's not a not really a hotbed per se. You know, Caleb Grill, he's currently playing on Iowa State. He's from Wichita. Ochai Baji from KU is from Kansas City. So there are guys in the area, no doubt about it. But K-State's, you know, most of that team's success, you know, Barry Brown was from, Florida. Jacob Poland was from Illinois, right? There's, I think you've got to really recruit around the country. And that's something interesting here for Jerome Tang to look at if he gets this job, right? Who do you keep as your assistants, right? I think Shane Southwell 
is a guy uh, that you have to strongly consider keeping. Now, I don't know if he will, and if he doesn't, I don't think it's the end of the world. But A, Southwell has a great relationship with these K-State players, and B, he's been killing it on the recruiting trail up in the New York area for Kansas State. So, I, you know, I know Alvin Brooks III, his name has been thrown out there. I don't know how his relationship is with Scott Drew. Obviously, it's a good relationship. I don't know if there's been any talks of, of him coming to Manhattan, joining Jerome Tang. Um, I'm sure K-State fans would love that. Everybody I've talked to, spoken to, is you know would be welcoming of AB3 making a return to Manhattan. Uh, as you know, he, he was a coach, an assistant coach under Weber here. So, uh, you know, I think that the recruiting is obviously a challenge, but you've got to look elsewhere out, outside of this area. If you're if you're Jerome Tang, obviously, you know, going back to Texas, right, that's been a place where Kansas State has gotten a lot of players. Marcus Foster was obviously a brilliant, talented player. Things didn't work out for him in Kansas State, but he was a Texas guy. Wesley Awandu, also from Texas, the Houston area. Um, those were both Alvin Brooks, the third guys. So, you know, I don't I don't know if it'll happen, but I think Jerome Tang's definitely going to you know put some sort of offer out there for him to come to Manhattan just based off of, you know, literally literally the past and the players that he did recruit to Manhattan. Ryan, I want to switch it up on you real quick. Uh, as far as football goes, K-State's coming off of a great bowl win in the Texas Bowl against LSU. They finished fifth in the Big 12, spring football right around the corner. What are the expectations for the Wildcats heading into the season, and what are some of the things they need to tighten up uh, before we get into the regular season? Well, K-State lost its quarterback, Skylar Thompson. Um, as he graduated, he was here for seemingly forever. So it was time to move on from him. And let's be honest here, it was a huge cause for concern with the quarterback position, what K-State was going to do. They get Adrian Martinez from Nebraska via the transfer portal and pretty good reception from that um, you know, pickup. He's got to be healthy. He's got a lot of talent, um, but he's been you know, injury prone, and he's also been prone to – making some, you know, turning the ball over, making some questionable decisions as quarterback. But but most fans are, are pretty happy with that. Uh, obviously, you know, we got to talk about Deuce Vaughn. Here's his 10-second, you know, sponsor, so to speak. He always has to have a mention. Um, you've got to find ways to get him involved, but you got to find ways to get other guys involved and help out that running back because you're only as strong as your weakest link. And K-State should have a quality team. I don't know if the ceiling is necessarily insanely high, but if there's anything Chris Kleiman has shown us here in Manhattan, it's that his, his floor is also pretty high. And even if it's a down year for Kansas State, you're probably going to be flirting with the bowl game. So, you know, K-State obviously lost some players last year, but, but you know, did a decent job at replacing that talent in the transfer portal. So, uh, you know, this I wouldn't say this is Kleiman's make-or-break season. I'm not saying that at all, but these last three seasons, K-State's been good, not great. It'd be a great season for, for Kleiman to win over that fan base with, you know, a 9-10 win season. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying he's on the hot seat if that doesn't happen. But, you know, at some point here, I think something's going to have to start giving for Chris Kleiman. He's been good, but not great. Ryan, uh, what are you working on for uh, for 247 Sports? Well, if this, uh, you know, Jerome Tang hire ever does, you know, come into fruition here, there will be a lot of coverage here on GoPowerCats.com. You can stay up to date with everything. Um, you know, Tang was the guy that was on our first original hop board back a couple of weeks ago when when Weber stepped down. So there's just a, a ton of stuff here with Tang and should be a lot of fun to follow. 
Ryan, as always, it's a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. You bet. Have a great day. That is uh, Ryan Gilbert from KSA 247 Sports.